everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you have had a wonderful weekend. We haven't stopped um, three weeks and going strong. Uh, we completed our 30th ultimate 48 hour thirty rate yesterday. Had a little breather uh, towards the end of the day. And this morning I'm back on live um, and it's birthday week. Um, it's my birthday on Sunday. And um, as, um, as it is every single year, I claim to have a whole week for my birthday rather than just the one day. Uh, but also uh, this week marks very much so the um, 10 year anniversary of our business. Um, and that falls on our birthday, uh, on my our birthday, on my birthday, the, uh, the business anniversary. And um, that is because uh, 10 years ago, I started, uh, I went to the coaching school where I uh, learned how to become a coach, um, which was a two-year diploma, but you went to this three-day intake training and at the end of the three-day intake training, uh, they said, well, uh, you're a coach now. You need to get out there and find clients. And uh, literally the day I walked out, it was my birthday after the three-day intake training. And um, I said, all right, well, I better go out there and uh, go networking and do all that sort of stuff. So that's when I deem that I began my business. Um, so, uh, so what I'm gonna do before I get into the content of what I'm going to share. It's a little bit of a flashback to the last um, 10 years and what happened in each of those 10 years um, and um, how it's uh, evolved, like um, the stuff ups of what I've done and um, the failures and the, the triumphs and the growth and the lessons along the way um, I'm going to talk about this morning. So let me just do a little share that this live is going to go into the um, the other couple of groups that it needs to go into and then we'll get stuck uh, stuck into all of these 10 years of stuff all right so I need to share it in a group all right so let me know what you did this weekend I can see a couple of my authors um, on the call watching good morning Stephen Stephen just completed his um, 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 his retreat yesterday and also um, uh, his book, the happiness, um, climbing the happiness hill. Oh, 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 did I get it right? Did I? I'm pretty close though. I, I'm pretty close. Um, and we had 16 other authors who um, also uh, completed their retreats. And actually, this morning uh, we have three people that have gone into editing that have submitted their uh, books, which is really exciting. All right, just a couple of more things to do here on my other computer and then we're going to go take the journey of these 10 years. I thought it'd be celebrations for birthday as well as celebrations for, um, uh, for the business birthday as well. All right, last group to do this in. All right, here we go. So it's all live everywhere. Excellent. I'm back. All right, so remind the clock back 10 years, March 2010. And it was mid-March and um, my husband called me out of um, uh, my day job to go home um, and literally to drop everything and go home, whereby he delivered the news that he had lost um, a, a franchise of Specsavers business by making a poor decision. And that was uh, that shit hits the pan moment. Hey, Joe, Dr. Joe's on the call. So that shit hits the pan moment where we... Um, where I thought, oh my God, this stuff only happens in the movies, right? You know, what are we going to do now? I'm only like working part-time in also a Specsavers franchise that wasn't our own, like I was just a the manager there. 
And I went on this journey of shit, you know, when shit hits the fan, you go through anger, denial, blame, depression, and um, no, anger, anger, blamed, uh, no, denial, <laughs> anger, blame, depression. That's the order. Um, and I found myself in a counselor's office uh, talking about what had happened. Why did this happen? You know, um, you know, how, what, what does this mean moving forward? You know, I thought, you know, we were on really rocky ground, right? And as I have a degree in psychology and psychophysiology and have always loved human behavior and mindset, I started researching coaching and found myself like looking at schools and courses and all that sort of stuff. And little did I know that actually the coaching was going to be about helping myself first uh, before I could help other people. But their marketing and advertising of this school said six figures income, part-time hours, right? And I was just like, I need that. I need to figure out how to do this. I, um, you know, so I was faced with a decision to invest $15,000, which was not money we had because Stuart actually could not go to work. He was uh, jobless uh, for the following six weeks uh, while we had two mortgages and we were trying to sort of um, figure out how, how we're going to make ends meet. It was a really uncertain time. And, uh, but uh, I said, you know, if it's going to be, it's up to me. And um, I need to step up because he's obviously going through stuff himself of why he made this poor decision and I need to fend for myself and my son um, and figure out how to, how to you know, uh, get back up on our feet. And so I went to the coaching school and in May, so literally made this decision. And in that lead-up period of the course starting, um, so there was about six weeks lead-up period, I read close to 20 books, 20 books, like, Tony Robbins, whatever, like anything I could get my hands on, anything that was on their recommended reading list because they gave us like pre-preparation work, I consumed absolutely everything. And I turned up there like raring to go and declared that I was going to have this six-figure business by Christmas that year. And it was May 2010. Uh, by the way, it's funny how March 2020, <laughs> she'd also hit the fan <laughs> globally with COVID and um we were faced to, um, again, sink or swim um, and how we've dealt with that. And I'll talk about that later. So I uh, went to the school and I didn't get a pain client for five months. Why? Because I needed to get myself sorted out. I didn't realise that this coaching thing wasn't about going to be about, first of all, building this business, six-figure business. It was about looking at myself and sorting out my own stuff and um, building up my worth and all that kind of stuff. And so I, um, um, uh, you know, hired my own mentor and coach and um, Peter, who I had for two and a half years, and um, and he talked me through stuff. And I still, I mean, I still went out there networking, guys. Like they told us to get get out there networking twice a week, and I just said, okay, whatever you say, I'm going to do, because I'm sure if I followed the steps and all your systems, then I'm going to get the results that you guys are promising, right? And so got my first pain client in, um, in October that year. So excited. I was like over the moon. I think I rang 100 people <laughs> to tell them that I got my first pain client. Like anyone I could tell that I got a pain client, I just literally did, uh, told. And then, um, and then uh, closer to December, like I was like, trying all these old school marketing strategies, letterbox drops and all that traditional kind of stuff that used to work years back. Uh, certainly still like on social media and all that. But um, yeah, I, um, I had that conversation with one of my buddies at the networking group I was going to and um, he said that he thought 
you had a lot of passion about human behavior and mindset. So why didn't I, why shouldn't, you know, you should write a book. It will be your business card on steroids. And that's when the penny dropped and I decided to write the first book, which was The Seven Ultimate Secrets to Weight Loss, uh, which was a uh, three-month period of writing. I did not know how to do it. I basically just opened the Word document and started typing. Um, six months into the journey. So by the end of year one, I released this book. Um, in the year one, I was also pregnant with baby two. <laughs> baby number two I was pregnant with. And uh, Stephen, if you're still there, I think we did NLP together, a neuro-linguistic programming, which was a seven-day training that um, we attended. And I believe I was uh, quite pregnant at that one. And, um, and so um, $45,000 I invested in the first year. So not only did I do a fifteen thousand um, dollar the life coaching course, um, I did like a five thousand dollar marketing masterclass. Um, I did. I had hired my own coach. I was paying monthly retainer to him. We invested in this stupid Speedlings um, scam, which cost almost twenty grand. Uh, Stephen remembers that. Yeah. So invested a lot. About forty five. Thankfully, you guys, everyone had a payment plan. And all of my wage, thankfully, Stuart got a job six weeks after um, the business loss, that um, his wage was covering everything in terms of living expenses and core. And my uh, wage uh, went all out, full, full on investing into the coaches, mentors and all that. Now, something else I, didn't, uh, I did for the first three years is not watch any TV. So for the first three years, I was so focused on how do I get this business off the ground that watching TV or anything of the like was a complete waste of time. I was just like, I, sometimes I would sit down just, let's see if I can just watch a movie. And I would sit down and like I'd start to get the shakes almost like I need to be, I need to like be working on my business. Like, you know, I had developed this obsession to want to make it, make it work, right? And so that was year one. Um, and of course, no TV for like the first three years. I completely was like, did not know. Could have been the most major news in the world that, uh, that has come out. And um, I did not know um, what happened. Uh, major, major things that everyone knew about. Um, oh, hi, Tracy. And congratulations to moving to the next stage of your publishing. All right, so let's move on to year number two because this might take me a little while. Like there's lots of things that happen. But year number two saw me because I launched the um, um, Seven Ultimate Secrets to Weight Loss book. It saw me fill up my one-on-one -on -one coaching practice. So all the work I had done in the year number one networking at 104 networking events because I went to two a week. As I said, you should go. So my network grew. And of course, when the book came out, I started getting these speaking opportunities to talk at chiropractors, um, clinics after hours when they uh, finish all their, um, you know, adjustments to their patients, to personal training studio um, owners and all that kind of stuff, their, um, their place. And so um, I fully booked out my one-on-one, -on -one, okay? So, and this enabled me to quit my day job, okay? So I didn't quit my day job up until, uh, so I went on maternity leave month 13, so this is in year two when the book came out, filled up my... Um, one-on-one uh, -on -one practice and February into that following year so I guess seven months into year two I was able to quit my day job and that was a big thing like walking in to Specsavers Greensboro handing in my uh, resignation because what I wanted to do is wanted to ensure that I had doubled if not tripled my day job income before I could go and um, 
go and get, um, you know, be brave enough to quit that, uh, that day job because I'm not a big risk taker. I'm a medium risk taker. I certainly look at the value, look, um, uh, believe in value in investing in mentors and not waiting to work it all out yourself. As you heard, I invested $45,000 in that first year. And to date, that's probably close to 200000 over the 10 years. Uh, mentors, courses, um, and I continue to do so, right? So, and have I made that tenfold? Yes. I totally, totally have made that, that back tenfold and always, always following and be, uh, remaining very coachable across this, uh, across the board. So year number two, yeah, I was able to quit my day job. I fully booked out my one-on-one. I had the dream, like I had the six figures income uh, part-time hours. I had my baby, my, had my, my newborn baby number two, and I just juggled everything between breastfeeds, literally. Breastfeed, go networking. Um, breastfeed, see a client. Breastfeed, watch a webinar, <laughs> whatever. Um, and still juggled very much so around Stuart's retail roster. So he was in retail. And I remember um, Stuart, um, one lady on, on Facebook posting, and she said, um, uh, oh, you know, she posted about her husband quitting his day job to um, join her in the business. And I was like thinking, oh my God, when, when, when am I going, I wonder when I'm going to be posting that my husband's quit his day job to join me. And I was like, really like, you know, um, uh, kind of wishing that that could be a possibility in our future. Well, let's, re let's move forward to year number three. And I decided that uh, a lot of people who had watched me grow the weight loss practice uh, successfully health and wellness practitioners started coming to me and saying, well, how did you do it? How did you write a book? How did you create these programs? And can you teach us how you help people to lose the last 10 kilos? And I thought, you know, they wanted to follow my intellectual property. So I went on the journey to licensing. And I licensed the system of lose the last 10 kilos. And it was a 12-step transformational system of the Ultimate Mindset Success Program and um, launched it out there. And um, basically, I was inundated with how many people actually wanted to follow because they didn't want to build their own intellectual property or they were generalist life coaches or nutritionists and personal trainers that wanted to bring the mindset aspect into it. And um, when I launched it, I didn't have it. People said, we want it. And what did I do? I just created a proposal, um, what I call them a table of value of what would you, you'd be included and I said, 1st of December, I'm going to take through the first uh, lot of um, licensees. And so um, I, uh, uh, I put it, I went out networking and those that said they wanted to do what I do, I told them what it was and they said, yeah, that's amazing. You know, we, we want to you know, take part. We want to become an ultimate weight loss coach. And I went, okay, well, this is the deposit and we're going to run the training on the 1st of December. So when the first person said, said yeah, I'm in, I went, Shit, I need a lawyer, I need a licensing agreement, I need to build manuals and folders and all this sort of stuff to get ready and I've got six weeks to do it. And of course I did it. We took through the first seven licensees and that Christmas of year, this is entering into halfway through year three, um, Stuart got given an ultimatum by his job to move to a different retail location that was a further hour away from where he was working from home. So to add on two extra hours when he was already take, be gone from home to 10 to 12 hours. And, and I just said to him, look, you know what? Just quit, <laughs> just quit. I did not know if we were ready for, for him to quit the job. Um, I just said, just quit and we'll see how, how things go.
And we took that leap of faith and that January and February, the following year, because it was Christmas time, uh, two and a half years in. So this is the third year. He um, basically, um, uh, we sold 33 licenses in Australia, one in the US, and we licensed the product development niche that I was also kind of running. Um, and in the first two months, we generated three years worth of his salary that he would have been earning uh, through the um, day job. And that made us relax a little bit. Um, and um, what I didn't realize though, I thought he would be such an helpful uh, extra person to help me in the business. And I made that post on social media a year later after I saw that lady uh, posting about her husband and I made that post on social media and she uh, said that my husband had quit the uh, day job. Hey, Janine. Um, sorry, guys. I'm like trying to concentrate everything that's happened in my head. All right. So um, so after about six months of the licensing, I, I, I realized that Stuart would have to walk his own journey and go through uh, moving from a mindset of employee to entrepreneur uh, and go out networking and build his own contacts and all that sort of stuff. So he was really at the beginning of where I was like two and a half years earlier. So he needed to work through all of that sort of stuff. So in the beginning, it wasn't very like, it wasn't like, oh, two of us, so therefore we'll be double successful. And um, and I needed to learn patience to let him go through that, through that process. And the licensing went really great for six to 12 months and it was fantastic. But what I realized um, was that people would join, they'd be really excited and, um, and um, do the work and all that sort of stuff, get a few clients. And then after a little while, you know, that, you know, stop taking action and kind of disappear and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, why? I'm out providing all this support, all this training, everything, all this kind of stuff. What I realized is I didn't price myself high enough. So when you don't price yourself high enough, people don't pay attention. Yeah, they might pay attention for a short period of time. So when you, uh, so, so this is a saying that I've um, heard from a mentor, you know, people who don't pay, they don't pay attention. People who pay little, they pay little attention. And people who pay a lot, they pay a lot of attention. And so as the licensing was kind of um, not really, um, I wasn't passionate about it because to be truly happy, I believe you need income, lifestyle and contribution. So I got to the income and lifestyle. But the contribution was where you help other people who are helping other people and it's just like spreading the ripple effect, which is what's happening with Ultimate 48 Author with all these amazing guys who are then helping other people and it's really making a massive impact, which is what I, why I've been doing this for the last seven years. So um, as the licensing came to an end, uh, slowly um, I thought I would introduce this idea of writing a book in 48 hours because the Ninja Couch Marketing book was the one that was written in 48 hours with my uh, co-author Donna Brown and through the process of speaking out the book and like getting it transcribed and getting it out in like the next 72 days. And so I decided that I would, um, um, that I would actually um, reverse engineer the process and launch Ultimate 48 Hour Author, which I didn't know that the, it's go, it was gonna become what it is today, right? And, um, and how did I launch it? Well, I thought, how can I actually trick people into following through? And I thought, well, rather than just offering coaching, mentoring, intellectual property, 
why don't I actually, um, you know, take people away, lock them down, make them do it, and also throw in a publishing package and um, do all of those things, um, like have everything under one umbrella. So I'm taking a huge responsibility. I'm doing a lot of work and project management, but maybe if I do that, they will follow through and I will increase this tiny, teeny, tiny 3% follow-through rate that is common in this uh, world of education, intellectual property, seminars, mentorship, and I could increase this 3% um, closer to 100, right? Um, and so I launched it again with a offer, table of value and a date, uh, which was October 2013. And we, um, and I showed it to people. And so all the ones that knew me, liked me and trusted me because I had networked all of those three years, they said, yeah, I want to come. Sounds amazing. Let's do it. And so the first group were not unknowns because everyone said, have you done this before? <laughs> and it was a high-end program, of course, because there are a lot of the inclusions, accommodation, meals, you know, just uh, all the publishing, a certain amount of printed books, all that sort of stuff. And so um, I went out um, and those that said, yep, we're in, uh, we hired a luxury home um, man mansion on the Mornington Peninsula and I took, took away the first 10 people who took part in the first retreat in October 2013. And I loved it. And it was really, um, really so rewarding. And these guys came out with their books four months later and it was just like um, group book launch. And when everyone saw, wow, I want this stuff, you know, it's amazing. So year four was all about ultimate 48 hour for launching. Um, and I really wanted to continue doing them repetitively. They'd have four retreats, have 10 people at each retreat. That was kind of my dream at the time. So then um, I started promoting the, um, the, the retreats and lots of people um, that knew me, liked me and trusted me came to the following three retreats, four retreats, and everything was wonderful and they were feeling nicely and, you know, I helped everyone I could possibly know, but I exhausted my warm network. So when you exhaust your warm network, there's only one of you that you can't, you know, kind of go um, and, um, you know, warm up all those relationships so rapidly. So we needed to figure out a way and we hired a mentor that we were paying five and a half thousand dollars um, a month for six months. Like this was a big leap of faith because I had, um, there was a moment where I went on a promotional uh, tour to WA, um, to Perth, Adelaide and Tasmania and Melbourne. I was pregnant with my third child. So in that first trimester when you're super tired and like, you know, you're not showing but you're like, like absolutely wrecked. And I went on this tour where there was like eight events that I had filled bums on seats through organic methods, which is really hard. It's a hard slog when you don't live in those cities. And I came home and I had spoken in front of almost close to 200 people across the different seven or eight events, came home with zero result, zero result, right? All that work to travel, to fill the events, to get the bums on seats, to like, uh, um, and, and in the middle of a, you know, early pregnancy was really, really tough. Um, I came home and I was just like, like rock bottom. I go, oh my God, like obviously what I do like people are not seeing the value in it. They're not like, you know, taking action and all this sort of stuff. And that's when I engaged that mentor that we paid five and a half thousand dollars for the next six months because after a period of not having any sales for six to eight weeks because nothing, nothing happened on that tour. So when we had a conversation with him, um, you know, it was a big leap of faith to invest $33,000 into working with him. But it was the best 
decision I could have made because the little tweaks that he did in my mindset, uh, he did some change work uh, with us and a little bit of strategic way of how I was selling at my, in my events and how I was promoting and offering my stuff. He noticed a few things about us and in the first eight weeks, uh, sorry, yeah, in the first um, eight days, not eight weeks, eight days, we generated $80,000 in sales from working with him, first eight days with him. And then the following eight weeks, it was $250,000 and that was the first year we headed towards the seven figure year for the business. And he was the one that encouraged us to start Facebook ads. So this is in um, year four and a half, yeah? Uh, about four and a half years in after three or four retreats. And that's where we also had to take a leap of faith that we were going to be doing paid advertising. And if you're taking a risk and doing paid advertising, you want to have some kind of guarantee that you'll have a return on investment, but you cannot know. Uh, you don't have the luxury of hindsight when you're taking these leaps of faith, right? And uh, one of the other strategies that... Um, I was, um, um, uh, I wanted how I would expose myself to more and more people and get more and more bums on seats, not just from Facebook ads. But one a day in year five, I set a goal that I was going to speak at 100 events that year. So that was the theme of the year 100 speaking gigs. Any opportunity I could see, um, I would get out there and be in front of people and just continue to like expose the brand and all that sort of stuff. I actually did almost 100 speaking gigs for almost three or three years each year. So um, 100 um, events that were a mixture of my own and, of course, being a guest presenter at other people's events and certainly uh, brought in so many opportunities and further awareness and built the network and uh, built a huge perception on social media. So that was year number five, 100 speaking gigs, okay? Year number six. Uh, I finally hired a virtual assistant. Six years in, I was don't wait that long. Seriously, my gorgeous Lendy, uh, who's been with us now four and a half years. It might have been the end of year five, start of year six. But um, Lendy has been a big part of our family um, and business um, working the last four and a half years as a virtual assistant. And then she took off me all that event coordination, all of that admin stuff that I. I was just like staying up so late to do all of the time. Uh, luckily, Stuart did help me when he quit his job. He did a lot of admin work for me so that I could do the, the things, be the face of the business. And so hiring a virtual assistant, I've never looked back. And um, a month or two ago, her and I released this book, Me and My VA. Are you ready to leverage your business with a virtual assistant? I talk about that whole journey and so does she um, in this particular book. So this is the latest book that's come out and we, I think we're launching it soon by our database, but you can find it on our website. Um, and so, um, yeah, so it's, it was a wonderful way to have someone there supporting me that wasn't Stuart because Stuart needed to be um, Mark, uh, like marketing, copywriting, and uh, like coordinating the Facebook advertising. Like, like literally, um, he started really learning about Facebook ads and what you need to do and how you need to do it, and then supporting the team that we hired because we have a team that takes care of our Facebook ads and um, does all of those things. But certainly, Stuart is heavily involved. He's writing ads. He's writing copy. He's figuring out images, he comes to me and says, I need a video, quick, give me a video, stand in front of the banner and give me the video um, for 
this is what I need you to say. And then, okay, okay, I'll do the video and we'll put it out there and all that kind of stuff. So that's been really fantastic. I mean, I have to say from about two years after Stuart quit his day job, he became a so, like a, like, yeah, indispensable uh, person within the business of how much he was doing in terms of his own stuff and mentoring and, and really taking on extra roles and responsibilities, which, yeah, so can't, can't do this without him anymore. Um, so, um, yeah, got the VA final in year six. Year seven, um, we went international. International, went to the US. Um, actually just came up a memory. I'm like today was actually the day exactly three years ago. I went on a plane and went to LA and we did our first tour and first retreat in Las Vegas. Um, and at the end of this particular year in year seven also, I was able to get my mum to quit her day job. And that was really, really, um, rewarding to be able to say, Hey, stop cleaning. Cause she was cleaning a restaurant for the previous 20, 25 years, getting up at 5am in the morning. And how about, because I really need Stuart to come on the road with me. How about rather than me hiring someone to take care of our kids while we were on the road, that you would be part of the team and do some bookkeeping and postage stuff and all that sort of stuff. She's got a few roles within the business. And of course, whenever we need to get on a plane that she would just come and live in with the kids and, and, but be pretty much, um, retired for the other part of the time that we don't need her like, like right now, but she, she's been part of us for the last 30 retreats. Right. And so she quit her day job. We went international, the first international tour. I think we just broke even, which was great. Um, I mean, just breaking even is um, sometimes people say they, they lose on their first international um, opportunities and promotions. We were able to qualify for the Export de Development Marketing Grant, which is something that I'm also going to take advantage of this year because you can actually apply for it for eight years uh, in a row uh, by promoting and marketing your business overseas. Um, and yeah, we had our first trip to the US and, um, and learned a lot. Okay, so year eight, I'm gonna, uh, I need to finish in five minutes because I gotta do the live in my secret authors group. Year eight, um, we actually also ended up launching in Dubai and um, UAE and New Zealand. Um, and we did another tour in the US because we went there for WrestleMania uh, with my son and it was my son who crewed as a nine-year-old at our half days. And, um, and I actually that year got on a plane every week for the first six months of that year. Every single week I was on a plane, whether that was to Dubai or to New Zealand or around Australia or then to the US. But by this, this week on that year, like end of May, um, I had got on a plane every single week and that year I decided, you know what, I don't want to do international for, uh, travel for my business anymore. So in year nine, we decided to stay home and just focus on Australia and we had amazing homebound success. Every year the business has grown, every single year um, because we got work smarter, um, created more value. Um, looked after our clients and um, and fixed fixed problems and was very, ended up being very responsive and um, and also in year nine I decided to hire um, uh, my publications um, assistant or personal assistant whatever you want to call it Vim so year nine was all about staying at home and actually we launched um, our ultimate world publishing house okay. So we decided to uh, go out on our own 
and um, stop utilising um, an external publisher that we're using for the first five years of the brand um, and um, take up, to, uh, you know, step up and um, expand the business even further, which was a huge decision and a very much the right decision, according to my accountant. Um, so, um, so he says, this move that you made, like, you know, you didn't necessarily have to, um, yes, you took on more work, uh, but you didn't have to take on more clients uh, and it has made your business a lot more successful. And um, so Ultimate World Publishing is celebrating its two years soon in the next couple of months. Um, and it's been so much fun. Like everything that you see behind me, uh, pretty much uh, we have published. And yeah, it's just mentioned through, at the moment we have 28 books in, progr in progress. I think we've said three came in this morning. So I think we've got like 30 books in progress, which is amazing. And she's the one that coordinates and manages all that side of things um, and works beside me. And so she's been with us for 18 months. Um, and so it's a lot of fun. Everyone's got their role now. So we've got five team members. We've got mum, me, Stuart, Viv and Lindy. And uh, also Nick from Macedonia is a big part. She, he's not a permanent part of the team, but he helps with all the graphic design and uh, covers and all that. And you would have seen some that I've been posting and doing a great job alongside, you know, we do it together. Um, yeah, super, super rewarding. So number 10, year 10, if I can summarise it. Hey, I can't, I've been seeing like all the... Um, I haven't seen like some of the comments and people that are watching. I'm just concentrating on the story. Uh, but year 10, you guys, if I can summarize it, which is we're right now in year 10, of course, uh, virtual success. Okay. Um, COVID hit and uh, exactly 10 years from the first shit hit, hit that hit the fan moment, which pushed me to start this business. COVID hit and um, there was another shit hits the fan moment on the uh Five days before we were meant to go to the US in March to do another tour and just to go to WrestleMania again, we uh, decided that um, we were going to pull the tour because it was we weren't sure if we could come back home and we didn't want to be separated from our other two children because uh, we were only taking Judd again. And we had to pivot 14 events, which was the busiest part of the year, from being off online, offline, sorry, to online and then our retreats were coming up in may which you know i've done two retreats in the last nine days for the us and australia we've pivoted online and i always had this limiting belief that what i do doesn't work as well online i'm an offline person you know i like the feed of the energy of the people and take them away and all this kind of stuff you know and after i did the first couple of first event online i was like oh i don't like this um Second event was a little bit easier. And then third one, like, oh, my God, like I just got into my zone. I knew what I was doing. Of course, I, I figured out what works online versus offline. So I dropped all of, some of the things that I would do offline and develop my style online. And we've had the most successful start of any year ever uh, this year in the middle of COVID. Uh, the last two months, uh, we ran two retreats. We've just done 30 authors. We would normally do 15. Um, we are already really full for August retreats um, and uh, we ran two virtual retreats for the first time. So it's Retreat 29 and 30. And if those guys are watching this call, like let, let them know what it was like, but it was just as much fun. And there was so last week I talked about the pros and cons, um, uh, virtual retreat versus real life retreat. And I can tell you um, overall, if you kind of swap them out, 
like there's some other uh, pros around virtual retreats that cannot be um, attended to in an offline one and vice versa you don't have as much of the social and connecting and bonding and hugging or whatever in an um, on offline one but both of them are just as valuable and um, and what I've, um, you know beyond my expectation <laughs> and he's just saying heaps of fun I learned so much he did the virtual retreat just yesterday I finished up so that's what's happened um, uh, what's moving forward uh, moving forward is going to be definitely a um, a mix of online and offline. I certainly don't want to stop my offline uh, work because I enjoy it very much and I don't want to be sitting in this chair day after day, month after month. I certainly um, can now take over the world with the virtual option of retreats and continue to do a lot of seminars internationally um, to English-speaking countries uh, to let people know about our promotions and our Facebook ads have been uh, doing really well in the US and Canada so we're doing some events next week on the 26th of May for one for Australia and then the next day for the US um, the 10th of June as well but certainly waiting for the green light to start booking uh, one hopefully one tour uh, live and uh, in uh, person uh, towards the end of the year so 525 speaking gigs over the last 10 years 1,252 YouTube videos, 213 half-day workshops that promote into our retreats and 30 high-end retreats, 440 authors. That's some of the numbers of what's happened in the last 10 years. Um, in my personal life, I've traveled so much. You know that famous quote, I love this quote, that entrepreneurs will live a few years of their life like most people won't. So they can live the rest of their life like most people can't. Um, I just absolutely I love that quote, and I know it's true because I know what my first three years was like, and I know what the next seven years it was like. And uh, I've travelled a lot throughout, like everywhere. My kids are like almost getting the shakes because the next holiday is not really confirmed. It's booked. We've got three more holidays booked, uh, but uh, like. I'm, what we can't go to America. What we can't go to Thailand. It's like they've had so much travel. We've paid off our home. Um, so this home we live in, we only bought it like four years ago. Uh, we built like our pool and all that kind of stuff um, as part of it. We paid it off. Uh, we've got six other investment properties. Um, so I've been planning and thinking about the future, not just um, you know, just so being being responsible, uh, you know, for the family and all that kind of stuff. And we've grown our team, we've outsourced, and we have ended up choosing and being able to outsource the things that we don't like doing, uh, so that we like to do the things we most like doing. So that's where I'm going to leave it today. Um, it's been nice to take you on this journey of ten years. I know there's probably so much more detail that I could have gone into. Um, but I hope you enjoyed it and I'm very, very happy and proud of myself that I have made it uh, to the 10 year mark um, in this business from someone who did not know any business people out there, worked in the optical industry for 12 years, all I knew is opticians and managers and other people in the optical industry. Um, I did not, um, you know, um, have any skill in, in running a business, uh, but I was always, always very coachable and very, uh, very much willing to try and push myself out of my comfort zone. Uh, and take those medium risks, as I said. I didn't like, you know, straight away quit my job and all that kind of stuff. I've been, you know, a medium risk taker, 
Um, and, um, and I look forward to what the next 10 years is going to hold because what I do is the most entertaining thing in the world. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. My clients think all I do is work, which is not true. Um, just want to tell you that, that I've got an amazing uh, life and, um, and uh, yeah, you just think I do because I'm so organized. <laughs> all right, you guys, have a wonderful Monday. And um, it's my birthday on Sunday, so it's birthday week for me. Um, and I'm going to go across to my authors group and give them uh, their weekly boost on their books. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And go and smash it out.